strong. Hello, hello, everybody. We are back with a special, special edition of Who's Next right here on WWMVLP 95.5 FM. I am joined today by a candidate for Alder of District 9, Nikki Conklin. Say hello to the folks, Nikki. How you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm excited that we finally got to link up and we have the opportunity to sit and chat about your candidacy for Alder 9 or for excuse me for Alder for District 9. So let's let's get into it. You know, normally for for who's next, you know, we we normally interview um uh, artists and DJs, but we've been wanting to get more and more into uh, a little bit more into politics, a little bit uh, more into, you know, who who's who here in Madison, the people that you should be, you know, aware of, the people that are running for uh, for uh, office and things of that sort. We wanted to really start to bridge into that. And we're happy to be able to do that and start that with you. Um, I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you for the opportunity. Not a problem. Thank you for being here. So District 9, diverse district. District encompassing, of, of course, the LCEC, Lucia Community Education Center, a district that encompasses Westtown Mall, uh, Memorial High School. Um, why have you decided to run for Alder in District 9? Well, as a community activist, a mother, and a deeply rooted neighborhood leader, I have experienced firsthand the issues that most need to be tackled in our district. And not only that, I believe that District 9 needs a new, young, fresh face to represent the members of the community. And what better person than myself, a person living, breathing, and raising her children in the neighborhood? So you, are, you actually are currently living in Westford Ridge, correct? I, I have been living in Wexford Ridge for the last 10 years. So you know this district very, very well. I would like to think so. Everyone else seems to tell me so also. <laughs> so yes, I think I just have, um, I've been deeply involved even before I knew what a community organizer was or a community leader. I was already kind of doing the work. And right. I've always been that type of person to kind of just stand up for something if I don't believe it's right. So this this seems this seems like a, a a great fit, like like the right next step for you. Definitely, it really did. Um, you know, as we get on a little bit later on in the interview, you'll really see why I have brought myself to be in this position to run for a seat at the table. So, you know, as I've been, you know, reading and 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 referencing articles in in in, um, in your website, um, it seems like uh, I'll ask the question like this. How has your your upbringing kind of uniquely prepared you for this moment? And I, and I've read a little bit about that, but I would love for you to be able to share that um, with the audience. Sure. 
Um, my upbringing, I was actually born and raised in Montello, Wisconsin, which is a small town one hour north of Madison. Um, it's a town of 1500 people, predominantly white. Um, okay. My mother is white and my father is black. So I was raised as a biracial child in an all white town. So, um, it definitely was hard for me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have anybody to relate to. I, um, all my family lived down here in Madison. I grew up as an only child. So, um, yeah, I had a, a lot of tough times, but then again, you know, it's like, I, I can go both ways, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Cause not all white people are bad, obviously. Um, but it, as a child, you needed that diversity. You needed something to bring you to who you are and really just have um, somebody to, to look, somebody who looks like you that you mm -hmm. can relate to. That's important. Mm -hmm. and, and and so, I, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. I was just saying, um, for me, I was like, I couldn't wait until I was 18 and I could move because <laughs> I knew I was coming to Madison. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to Madison, this big city. Uh -huh. And um, once I moved here, I honestly quickly found out how small Madison is. Mm -hmm. And I quickly noticed how Madison has a lot of the same issues that I went through discrimination, mm -hmm. racism. So um, as much as I, I love Madison, it's a great place. It has a lot of issues, just mm -hmm. like any other place. Correct. Correct. Also, in an article I found and 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 look and looking at different um different candidates running for alternate number of positions, you know, when when you go on the website, sometimes you kind of hear a lot of the same same things. They a lot of them have gone to the same school, a lot of them were involved in the same type of things. Something popped out on on your website that was unique that I wanted to highlight and ask you a question about. In that article, I saw that um you had formed a local tenant working group. Um to improve tenant management communications. Um, I would like to know more about, you know, kind of more about your role in that and, and the impact that had. And I, and I bring that up because we are in the middle of a pandemic and it has been such a strain um, on tenants and even property managers and owners with everything going on with all the uncertainty and uh, people being laid off from their jobs and things like that. But it was one of those things that I'm like, huh, well, that's not something that, <laughs> that I normally see when I'm reviewing these things. Please tell us about it. Sure. Um, what happened was is in Wexford Ridge, they started towing people's cars, right? Um, huh. I know several people who woke up in the morning, their car wasn't there. They called the police. Right. The police is like, we don't, you know, we don't know where your car is. Is it stolen? Um, you know, did someone pick it up? Whatever, whatever. Right. We'll come to find out um, Meridian was towing people's cars and oh, wow. they weren't telling people they didn't have any information at the office where your car might be. If you right. wake up one morning and it's gone, um, you know, the office is open from nine to four. Most mm -hmm. people work nine to five. Yep. So they were making they had a lot of barriers in place for people to get a parking pass. Right. And that's what they started doing. They started snatching people's cars who didn't have parking passes, but they were making it so you couldn't obtain a parking pass. Even if your name was on the lease, if you didn't have your driver's license, they wasn't going to give you a parking pass. Wow. Um, we have visitor parking. They said you cannot park in visitor parking from midnight until 5 a.m. 
people have in-home nurses come during the night. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, they would have their employees come to their house to do their job and they would wake up in the morning, their cars were gone. Um, so they were just doing a lot of things that I did not like and I didn't feel mm -hmm. that it was right. And again, I'm that type of person that, you know, you see something, say something. Right. Um, I'm like, what do I do? How, how, how can I change this? And oh, Paul Terranova, I'll never forget <laughs> his words. He said, organize. I said, oh, organize. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so me and one of my co-leaders, we did. We formed a Wexford resident working group. And we met monthly um, up to biweekly when we got closer to the time. And we actually mobilized and was able to get in front of Jason Hagnow, who is the property manager of Meridian. Mm -hmm. And we had a sit down meeting and we said, look, this is what we don't like. This is not acceptable. Um, if you're going to tow people's cars, at least have them in Madison, Wisconsin. They were towing them all the way out to Windsor, Wisconsin, oh, wow. charging people $200 to get their car back. So I'm like, um, you know, if you're going to do it, at least mm -hmm. make it accessible so people can get a parking pass, even right. if they have their license or not. That's none of your business. Right. They're on the lease. Give them a parking pass. Uh, let us park overnight in visitor parking. That's the point of it. Mm -hmm. And don't make it so we have to come to the office to get a parking pass for our visitors because you're closed at four o'clock. Most people don't get off of work until five o'clock. Right, right. So, yeah, um, with that, we were able to get the towing stopped. Um, he told us what he could do, what he couldn't mm -hmm. do, and things that he would work on. So I think it's been about two years since that happened, and uh -huh. we've had success. So that really just perpetuated my wanting to do more for my community. That's, that's the perfect, perfect example uh, of speaking truth to power, standing up for the community, and, and being able to uh, bring, bring the right people to the table. And yes. figure out a solution. I love that. And, and I, I had to bring that up just like I said, it's so unique, but especially with everything going on, it's important. It, it, it's so important. Um, Very much so. Also on the website, yes, yes, I have frequented your website a few times. <laughs> As should um, everybody else. <laughs> and, and, and why I say that, I think I'm actually going to bring up for those. Um, that uh, may get a chance to to view the website. There's the website at the bottom here to the left. Um, there is a quote on there that I found interesting, um, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. It said that uh, if it wasn't for NOI, I wouldn't be where I am today. The community invested in me, and now I'm able to get out there, do the work, and share that with the community. For those that aren't familiar with NOI, could you please tell us, you know, what it stands for and what is its mission? Sure. I, I just got the chills just hearing you say that. NOI stands for Neighborhood Organizing Institute, and it's a citywide leadership development program created for Madison-based grassroots leaders, advocates, and community organizers. Now, the mission is to build capacity of local community organizers to create change in their neighborhoods, advocate for investments in grassroots leadership within marginalized communities, and to promote collaboration and coalition building with Madison's organizing community. So with that being said, and, and, and with you, you know, taking the time to really highlight that organization, how has that 
particular experience with NOI shaped you? How has that kind of molded you to be at this point of uh, running for Alder? Well, for me, it really, like I said, um, just fine tune those skills that I already had. And I was already doing this work. I just didn't know that I was doing it. So it really laid out the 10 steps of organizing. It really laid out who is my target and, and how do I go about getting in front of the target to get the ask. Mm -hmm. um, so it really just laid down the foundation for me to be able to be right here in front of you. Because what it did is the number one thing I take away from NOI is that NOI showed me that I have power, you have power, we all have power. Mm -hmm. And our power is our voice. And the more voices we have, the more power we have. Mm -hmm. And that is that has is what led me to be right here today to say that I'm running for Alder of District 9. That's what's up. That's what's up. I love I love to hear that. Um, you know, I've you know, I've had the privilege to um uh, uh, to work with some people that that of you know that are part of NOI and they do for if you're not familiar with them uh look them up check them out they do amazing amazing work it's 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 powerful <laughs> it is powerful it really is i've been connected with them for the last 3 years and we actually just graduated our fifth cohort in um november so that's that they've yeah. been going strong clap it up for them <laughs> but yeah pandemic it's an amazing no pandemic <laughs> exactly no, exactly we switched to all virtual right when it started the pandemic hit and we just plowed right through it virtually mm -hmm. and we had i think about 12 to 14 graduates so it was it was really amazing. nice amazing i love to hear that so for those for for those people who you know may not be, you know, completely familiar with you or, or your candidacy. You know, we, we've talked about, you know, a little bit of your upbringing, you know, some things that, that, you know, for me that stood out that I felt that, um, were very unique, but you know, for, for a lot of people that are going, you know, going to cast their vote, they want to know what those priorities are. Um, so for those people that are saying, Hey, I like that. That sounds good. That looks great. But what are your top three priorities? What are what is Nikki Conklin going to tackle if she were to be elected alder of District 9? So <clears throat> when I'm elected, my top priorities will be uh, equity and justice. Okay. E education is a basic need. So increasing the educational opportunities and after school programs. I mean, the community center is the heart of our community and our district. Very much. So um Myself, I have three children and my oldest two kids have been through the program, elementary, middle school, high school. So I know the, how much how important it is just to invest in our kids. They're our future. Um, we need to be working on closing the achievement gap. Um, number two would be quality, affordable housing. Hmm. Housing is a basic need. Yes. So making sure that folks have fair and equal access to affordable housing come combating the homelessness population and tenants' rights. And lastly, um, safety for all. Um, having, having access to healthcare is a public health mm. need. You know, that's another yeah. basic need and it's a public health issue. So having fair and equal access to healthcare for the most marginalized communities. Again, community building and engagement. Mm. Uh, I invest 100% into that. 
And then um, just knowing that, like I said, when you invest in the community and you empower, empower and uplift those around you, um, then you're able to, then we all rise up. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. and statistics shows that crime is more likely to occur when people are unable to meet their most basic needs and education, a stable income and access to food and health care that they need to survive. Mm. So government investments that focus on addressing these underlying social needs can help strengthen public safety, as can investments that improve the physical environment of the community. When public places such as parks, sidewalks, and community centers are well-lit and well-maintained, they offer fewer opportunities for crime to occur. Right. right. Um, you know, a, com a community, the community center, and especially, you know, for myself, that achievement gap. I'm working on a podcast right now with um, high school juniors and seniors um, and interviewing them, specifically talking about that. Those are those are two ideas, ideals for myself that that really hit home because I've been I've been working in a community center setting um, for, for really the last 15 years. Um, so I've, I've, you know, firsthand been able to see um, how important that is and the change it can it can create in, in the community um, in which it's located. Um, so, you know, for me, those things, they really hit home. Yes. So we, we have a little background. I'm going to put back up the website for those who, who want to go and check out the website and find out more about you. But the next important thing, you know, is how and when people can vote. You know, it's, you know, it's a lot of people get caught up in the presidential election and say, hey, that's I'm, I'm ginned up. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go vote. And then they you know, either for, forget or, you know, what, you know, when was that, when is that local vote? Um, so I really want to take this time to, um, to let people know how they can vote um, because we are in the middle of a pandemic um, and when they need to vote so that they can participate in this process, which is, which is as important. I, I will say as important as the presidential election. Most so, definitely. You know, I, you know, I, I can't tell you who to vote for. I'm sorry, but I, <laughs> but I will encourage everybody to hit the polls and please exercise your right to vote. But when and uh, when and how can they do that? Sure. So right now you can request your absentee ballot by going to myvote.wi.gov and Ballots are going to start getting mailed out the week of the 25th. They should arrive um, by that Thursday, hopefully. And then the spring primary election is Tuesday, February 16th. Um, for anybody who wants to vote in person, find your local polling place. Um, you can all you can get access to that from my website. If you need any help, please reach out. We're more than happy to help you. But primaries February 16th. The spring election is Tuesday, April 6th. Wonderful, wonderful. That primary two days after after Valentine's Day. That should, that should, that should be a, a good way to remember. Show me some love. Show me some love. <laughs> I need all the love. That's what's up. I appreciate it. I wish we could go longer, but, you know, we have uh, uh, music and things that, that we normally do during this segment. I appreciate you taking the time to stop by and I'm glad we're able to link up and have this discussion and conversation. 
Yes, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time and your dedication to really getting me out here and getting the word out there and for people to exercise their right to vote. That's so important. Not a problem. Not a problem. We're happy to do it. All right. This is our political version of Who's Next right here on WWMVLP 95.5. I know, I know, Nikki, that you said you, you may want to slip in a tagline. Do you, do you want to go ahead and put in that tagline for everybody to hear? Yes, I would love that. Whenever you're ready. Thank you for listening to WWMVLP 95.5 FM. All right. And we're going to continue with more music right after this. Strong. 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 